Check one, two, one, two. Check, check, one, two. What's up, y'all? What's up, what's up, what's up? Back with another episode of Thompson and Stuff. I'm your host. Well, y'all know who I am, and I know who y'all are. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I know, I know. Please don't get on me. Life, life is going on right now. Life is going on. But good thing is, I got a lot to talk about with y'all. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to my friend Fantasia. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for all the support. Um, I met Fantasia about four years ago, four, three, four years ago, and she's been nothing but a supportive friend. And I thank you so much for that. Thank you for the support on the books, the podcast, just everything I do. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. Um, My last uh, podcast got 13 listens. Now, y'all got to understand, I'm a small-time podcaster. Um, I don't, I'm not like Andrew Schultz, Charlamagne the God. I'm not Joe Budden yet. (laughs) But um, I truly appreciate all the listens. Um, So let's get straight into it. Let's get past the mushy stuff. Um, first we have the new DMX album. DMX put out a new album, Exodus. Um, it was named after his uh, son. I wouldn't say youngest son because he has like 15 children. And I just found out, um, at his funeral that he has two twins. He has a set of twins and they're younger than, uh, Exodus who was born to his fiance, Desiree Lindstrom. Um, the, the album is great. I like it. Um, of course, every album DMX put out, I gotta have my favorite, uh, jams to it. And, uh, let me check my Apple music here because I don't remember the songs because I literally listened to it. Don't even pay attention. Um, so my three favorites are Dogs Out. It's featuring Lil Wayne and Swiss Beats. Now, the reason why I like this song is because, um, it reminds me a lot of Uproar, which was also produced by Swiss Beats. Um, it's good beat. You know, it could get, get you to get up and dance, just get down. But the thing that worried me about this song is that you can hear how aged DMX is. You can hear how, um, as you know, or if you are a DMX fan, you know that he's a chain smoker. He likes to smoke cigarettes. And it kind of got to his voice, so it makes him sound a little bit more... His voice sounds raspier, if you will. So um, you can hear that in his voice. Um, the next song is Hold Me Down featuring Alicia Keys. I have a good feeling that a lot of weddings are going to play this song when the um, the bride and groom comes out for the first dance. And I think that would be really cute. It's a, it's a really cute song. Alicia, her vocals are amazing on there. So, yeah. And lastly, we got Skyscrapers, which features Bono of YouTube. I don't know if there's still, like, shoe commercials for, like, Vans and Nike and stuff. But that song would make a perfect, perfect background music for it. The beat just sound like I could just picture a millennial in their loft in a big city trying on designer shoes. And it's a really good album. I'm very sad it's the last album of DMX, but um, the only thing I really didn't like about it is that you can hear how he's aging in his voice, and, you know, it doesn't sound like Party Up DMX, it doesn't sound like Where the Hood at DMX, it doesn't sound like What These Bitches Want DMX, but 
it's still a good album and I hope everybody listens to it. And um, I want to give a rest in peace to Paul Mooney and Shai Mudu. Uh, Shai Mudu, if you don't know, is a hip hop uh, photographer. So if you ever see like any good high definition pictures of Tupac or um, Method Man or um, any other hip hop star in the 90s, it's likely that Shai Mudu, he uh, shot that and he was very talented. So rest in peace to him. Um, also, rest in peace to Paul Mooney. Um, if you're not like me, I grew up with Paul Mooney. My father, he's a stand-up special fan. So I grew up with Chris Rock, Paul Mooney, um, George Carlin, all that stuff. And one of my favorite, favorite George, uh, I'm sorry, Paul Mooney jokes is, uh, it was when Obama was recently um, inaugurated or nominated or which, whichever one. And he was like, the chicken, the price of chicken is going to go down because Obama is president. Like he was literally screaming it. So um, I got it on my Snapchat somewhere. I got to find that for y'all. Um, let's see what else. Because I I'm, I can't really stay too long. So this might be a short one too. Um, let's see what else. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, they getting on my nerves now. They getting on my nerves, and so is Brad uh, and Angelina. They're all getting on my nerves. So apparently, Jennifer Lopez has broke up with her, um, with you know, a Rod, and I guess she's back with Ben Affleck. I hear that they're really spending a lot of time together, like it's two thousand three all over again. I don't understand that. Like you've been with a Rod for like ever. You move in his house. You're around his kids. You practically consider his kids your kids. And then you're going to break up with A-Rod and then get back with Ben Affleck. But then sometimes it's like, that's what the heart wants. <laughs> that's what the heart wants. So if her heart was on Ben all these years, it wouldn't be surprising. And then um, Brad and Angelina, I've always had a problem with them ever since like they got a divorce because they were out here acting all, they need to be on Maury, you know. Um, they got... 50-50 joint custody and then now I hear that Angelina is just so upset about it and I'm just like okay first of all it's not about y'all it's about the children okay I don't have divorced parents my parents never married but they did split up and they always put the children first so I don't know why Angelina with all that money she's acting like a bitter baby mama she's an ex-wife she's very successful so don't even worry about that sweetheart all right, y'all. So about a couple weeks ago, I read in an interview Jay-Z did that he said he regrets making Big Pimpin'. All right. So for the younger generation who um, were not born before 2000, <laughs> Big Pimpin' is one of Jay-Z's biggest songs. It features Bum B and Pimp C, so basically UGK. And... Um, it's basically about, you know, having sex with multiple women, being a pimp, blah, 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 blah. Well, about 20 some odd years later, he says in an interview that he regrets making it. Now, it goes both ways with me. I understand you regret making it because now you're married and you have two daughters and a son, right? But you got to understand back in those days, Jay-Z, you were single. Like, 
you, maybe you didn't see yourself marrying Beyonce and having all those children. So you're not wrong for saying that. I mean, to each its own. But you got to understand, you still get a residual check off that song. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> hey. I mean, you're not wrong. That's all I want to say. You're not wrong at all. Um, what else is going on? Uh, Bill Gates divorce. I should have started with this one. So Mr. Microsoft himself is getting a divorce from his wife, Melinda. They've been together, married for 27 years. Um, I read that there was no prenup and they've been having problems since December. Uh, and I also read, because I didn't put this in my notes, that Melinda allowed Mr. Gates to go to a vacation house with an ex-girlfriend uh, while they were married. Now, I, uh, <laughs> I know like this day and age, we got poly and partnered and non-monogamous and all that stuff, but I'm old school. If my man is going to some beach house with his ex while we're married, that's a problem. That is a big problem. And that's going against, you know, marriage. Like basically to sum up the institution of marriage is you and me forever, nobody else. Not no going to no beach house for ex-girlfriends and all that stuff. And I'm not mad at Melinda. You know, sometimes us, well, not all us women, but sometimes women who be in relationships, they just love the man too much. They let the man slide with stuff. And I guess, you know, Melinda... Didn't think it was okay, but I don't think she really spoke up either about it until about 27 years later, she had enough. <laughs> and she said, I'm not doing this anymore. Now, these people filed for divorce. Well, Melinda filed for divorce. This was about a couple weeks ago. And I know I should have been on my game about this, but I haven't really heard much about the divorce um, except the fact that, you know, they were doing like weird ass bond money transferring and stuff. You know, I don't know. I'm broke. I don't have bond money and all that stuff. But they were doing all that. And then everything just kind of quietly went down. So probably more stuff is going to come out in the future. I just hope they just get it over with. And, you know, Bill Gates can spend all the time in the world he wants with that ex-girlfriend on a beach house or whatever. Um, I wanted to say my piece about reality TV. Um, as time goes by, I'm actually catching myself not really watching like the love and hip hops and the, um, you know, the, 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 the Wii TVs and all that stuff. I'm not just clearly interested in that stuff anymore. You know, um, I wanted to speak on this from my heart. I catch myself watching Bravo more, um, watching like, you know, more things that makes me feel better about myself because, you know, those love and hip hop shows. They, they're good sometimes, but they're not always good to watch every week, you know. Um, you know, I was watching uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I was just sorely disappointed in that season because the way that these grown women with who are wives and mothers, they just act like this. And honestly, um, no disrespect to Kenya Moore, but I'm not a fan of Kenya Moore, how she talks bad about people and their families and whatever they're going through. It's just, that's just disgusting. Um, Drew Sedora, when she was on that season, she was okay until the end. And she thought that, you know, not following the rules of someone's Christmas party as a joke just didn't sit too well with me. 
Um, but speaking of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Portia Williams is engaged to Simon. I'm just going to call him Simon. I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uh, she's engaged to Simon now. And Simon was is the ex-husband of their co-star, uh, co Fallon. Um, and that itself, the way that they blew it up in the media, it was just kind of weird and embarrassing. Um, you know, Portia went on Instagram and was like, well, we've been together for a month and, you know, we're, if this is blissful, we're in love. And then 24 hours later, she's like, we're engaged. And it's just, that's just kind of a train wreck. But then again, this is TV world and we really don't know what's going on. Um, I'm not calling nobody a whore. I'm not calling nobody a homewrecker. But what if, you know, what if, you know, things were going on behind the scenes and nobody knew? What if uh, Fallon and Simon had problems for a long time and they've probably been living in separate houses and probably during the day of filming that Portia was in uh, Fallon's house, they were technically separated. Like, we don't know because that's TV, you know? So that's why it's like sometimes I really do get sick of reality TV because, you know, news like that kind of takes over the, 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 the circus and we got bigger things to uh, worry about here. Um, so about two weeks ago, two, three, four weeks ago, there was a gas shortage. Um, I live in the Midwest, so luckily I, um, was not affected by it. I was able to go get gas uh, every other week, like I always do. And then there was a, there's a chicken shortage. Now somebody please explain to me why the world we have a chicken shortage in this country. Are we not producing more chickens? Like what's going on here, y'all? So let me know. Um, let's see what else. I watched Genius Aretha TV review. Now, if you don't know, um, the family, Aretha Franklin's like son and grandchildren, they kind of boycotted it because I guess it wasn't, um, actively depicting their, their family member. Um, I watched it just to, I was just curious to see, and I understand why they would, uh, boycott it actually. Um, because I think there's certain things that they've said about Aretha that's not um, accurate. Um, I, I, I don't think that they wanted the Aretha's first couple pregnancies covered, I guess. Um, I guess they were probably talking bad about certain family members and just all this stuff. And I, I completely understand. I mean, it wasn't a bad uh, project, but... I understand that maybe some things were in there that maybe the family wanted to keep private. And I don't blame them. Something else that's going on that really trips me out right now is how they're harassing the NBA players at the basketball games. Um, two separate uh, situations. I know about that happened, but probably more has happened since. Uh, the first one was an NBA player... Someone, a fan spat on an NBA player during the, I guess, the New York Knicks game. Come on now, we're spitting on basketball players. Look, sports isn't even that serious. I know, I, I mean, there's diehard sports fans, but it's not that serious, dude. And then um, Kyrie Irving, uh, someone threw popcorn at him while he was uh, leaving a game. Now... I'm from the old school NBA. I was born in 95. So um, I'm from the era of Allen Iverson, Carmelo Anthony, Latrell Sprewell. 
Uh, who else? Just all those NBA players that fight. Now, do I need to bring up Malice in the Palace? No. I think that this is one of the reasons why I stopped watching the NBA because I'm older than the majority of the NBA players. So all these young boys want to do is fight. I remember watching my first game. Um, this was about right around the time, I guess, Allen Iverson got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I'm at home. I'm watching the game. Not even five minutes in, people fighting. I just, I just couldn't watch it. But, you know, I think the NBA should, like, import a rule or something about that. Um, if they don't, there's probably going to be another Malice in the Palace situation. We can't have that now, can we? No. Um, CDC is tripping, y'all. CDC tripping. Now, um, they're saying that people who are fully vaccinated can, you know, kind of loosen up on wearing a mask in public. Yeah, no. I mean, it would be that it would make sense if everybody was fully vaccinated, but you know we have them anti-vaxxers out there. Um anti-vaxxers who think something will happen to them to their body if they have the vaccination, anti-vaxxers who think it's a government conspiracy. So, you know, you want everybody to lax down on the rules, but you don't know who got what and all that stuff. And um, you want to open up movie theaters, which is fine with me, um, which is fine with me. But, you know, people be lying out here. You could say I'm fully vexed, but have no proof. Or you could say you fully vexed or bought a fake, uh, uh, what's it called, a vaccination card. People lie. So it's like you can't really trust people. So you really have to like really put your foot down on, you know, restrictions and stuff. They could have kept it at all masks, you know. Uh, certain businesses, they do still require a mask when you walk in, which is fine. Um, but this whole uh, loosening up on the mask thing, it's not going to work. Um, I think everything's going to go sky high again. We're going to be in another pandemic. Um, probably more jobs are going to be lost. It's just when it comes to stuff like this, and I, I do blame Donald Trump for this because he didn't take it as seriously as he could have um, just that quickly. But I give Joe Biden um, all a lot of credit because he is trying to take care of this. But it's just people out here not trying to listen to what the CDC say. Well, right now I'm not trying to listen to the CDC because um, everywhere I go, if I go to Target, if I go to the gas station, if I go to McDonald's, it don't matter where I'm going. I'm wearing a mask. Even though I myself, I am fully vaccinated because of my health issues. So I had to get it. But I don't know what the next person got. You know, it just, I just, ugh, no, mm, absolutely not. Come on, CDC. Fauci, what y'all doing? What y'all doing? Did anybody watch the Friends reunion? I did because I actually spent the uh, two weeks of my life when I first got HBO Max. I binge watched the entire Friends series. And you know what? Friends is a great show, honestly. And I know people are probably going to groan at me because, oh, you black. You should be watching Living Single. Here's my honest opinion, and it has honestly nothing to do with race. I just think I laughed harder at a Friends episode than I did at a Living Single episode. Now, I'm not saying, oh, I don't like Living Single because of this. No, it's just... To me, as a writer, a, a show is good based on the writing, how it's set up, 
and the acting. Now, living single acting was very good. I can t- I could give you that, but it's just it's a personal opinion. I mean, in 2021, I don't think people are allowed to have one of those because you know people will like freak out and come after you on social media. But well, you know, let me say this: rational opinions, because I think all Trump supporters are irrational. There, I said it. But, um, you know, I'm not a, a Living Single fan. I've watched Living Single before. I just was not a fan. Like, I've watched Disneyland. I watched, I'm sorry, I've been to Disneyland, yes, but I've watched Disney Channel. But I'm not a That's a Raven fan. I'm not a brand new Mr. Whiskers fan because I really didn't care for anything Disney. If I've said this on this podcast before, I don't care for Disney, but I care for Mickey Mouse. That's it. It's probably the only thing I watch on Disney Channel is Mickey Mouse shorts. But um, the reunion was very nice. Um, everybody looked good. I know um, kind of sort of aged a little bit, but they still looked good. They went over, you know, old episodes and trivial things. Um, James Corden from the James Corden show, Late Night Show, if you guys don't watch that. Um, he hosted the reunion. Great job hosting. Lots of great guests. Um, I hate to spoil this one for you. Or, you know, it's been on the internet, so I guess it's not spoiling. Um, the parents, Mr. and Mrs. Geller was there. Um, Mr. Heckles, the guy who walks in, he's like, you're disturbing my cats. Stop making noise. And they're not even doing anything in that apartment. He came through. It was really nice, um, I guess, to do something one last time for the fans. Because they did stand on the show. You know, we're not getting together like this ever again. And what they meant by they're not having some big old elusive um, grand reunion. Because they, I guess they always get together all the time. I mean, Jennifer Anderson is um, Courtney Cox's daughter's godmother. So, you know, it was really nice, though. Another thing I watched on TV was The Upshaws. The Upshaws is about a black family. Uh, in Indianapolis, uh, starring Kim Fields and Mike Epps. That is a really good show. And I want to give props to Netflix because you they're giving um, writers an out. You know, like on TV, you got House of Pains, you got um, Assisted Living, you got all these Black, um, you know, no, 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 let me not use that as an example. Um, that show on CBS was Cedric the Entertainer. And I think it's called The Neighborhood. I've never, I've seen a couple episodes. Nothing serious. They have to follow a certain protocol because they're on, um, I guess that they're on, uh, you know, prime TV. They can't cuss. They can't, you know, do certain things. Now think about it, um, on BET with Tyler Perry, you know, House of Pain used to be on TBS, you know, TBS is kind of a clean cut channel to me. But then once they switched over to BET, I remember watching an episode where CJ uh, and uh, Calvin, Calvin slammed the door and CJ was like, you trying to tear up my shit? You trying? I'm like, what? Whoa, whoa, what? I didn't know you could say shit on cable. Like, I just didn't know that. I mean, I think that was a new rule about maybe three or four years ago. But I like the way how our black sitcoms are kind of getting a, like their own creativity we can like cuss more and i like the fact that netflix give their sitcoms all the freedom one of my other favorite shows on netflix is the ranch uh, with ashton kutcher and um what's what's the guy's name 
uh, Bo Bennett. I forgot his actor's name, but I call him Bo Bennett every time I see him on TV. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. So that was the first uh, sitcom I watched where you could cuss up a storm on a sitcom. And yeah, Netflix, they give their uh, writers and their shows that type of freedom, which made the Upshaw so relatable to any Black family in um, in this country. Um, I really did enjoy the characters. It's real life situations they talk about. Um, you know, growing up, I watched sitcoms with the perfect family, mom, dad, brother, sister, all by the same woman. Well, on this, uh, Upshaw's, it's about Benny Upshaw. He has a wife and then they had a baby young in high school. And then, uh, Reggie or Benny had a, um, side baby and they got there to get, you know, it's about that, but they're still a family and it's still a lighthearted message. Beautiful show. I hope it gets renewed for a second season because I will definitely be streaming that. Um, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow and Soldier Boy versus. They're having a versus, y'all. They're having a versus. How do I feel about that? Somewhat excited and somewhat scared because that's how I know I'm getting old. Um, at first, I heard about a Romeo and Bow Wow uh, versus, but that just didn't make any sense to me because I don't know any Lil Romeo. I mean, I knew Lil Romeo was like a rapper when he was a teenager. I just, me personally, I like Bow Wow's music so much more. I don't know any Romeo songs. So thankfully, they did step in and Bow Wow and Soldier Boy is having a versus me, but I, I mean, well, according to Bow on Twitter, he's like, we got to sign a contract and blah, 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 blah. Look, y'all better do this versus because Soldier Boy had hits when I was like in seventh grade. Bow Wow had hits up until I was like 16. So y'all better get on this because I seriously can't wait. If y'all know me, y'all know me, y'all know I'm a fan of Joe Budden. Y'all know I had to save this for last. Joe Budden podcast drama. I want to apologize to all my listeners if I ever got your hopes up while listening to the last episode. How um, I was so excited that Rory and Maul and Joe were back together and uh, Ish and Ice were gone and just blah, blah, blah. Well, y'all, I think that run is officially over. Um, so... Rory and Maul have officially left the Joe Budden podcast. They returned for that episode. And honestly, yeah, I could have felt that tension. But, you know, they're friends. You know, they could have worked through that tension. That's what friends do, right? No. So now, um... I thought everybody involved was selfish. I thought so. But... You know, turns out it was uh, kind of a, a counting issue. They wanted to see the books. They wanted to know what's going on. And honestly, they have every right to. Um, you know, that's their podcast. It's the Joe Button podcast with Rory and Maul. Rory and Maul. Their name is on it. So they have every right to, you know, know about, um, you know, the books and stuff. And then uh, after they left... Uh, well, before we knew about them leaving, Joe went on this rant on his one of his podcasts. Nobody was there, neither Rory or Ma. And Joe announced on the podcast um, that, Rory, you are a breach of your contract. You are fired. 
Now, uh, I don't have, I'm not a Patreon subscriber because that's more money I don't really want to waste. But um, that that episode did not make it to like iTunes and our I, I, I Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So we don't know the whole spiel of what he said. So then. Well, then the next week, uh, we start getting episodes back on Apple Music and stuff. And Joe had his therapist on there. And the key thing I was looking forward to hearing was what I said was out of hurt. Now, what he said was, um, if Rory or Maul decide to uh, start another podcast, he will sue the pants off of them. Well, that's not the case, I guess. Um... Rory and Maul, uh, they're starting a new project. Uh, it's on YouTube. They have their own YouTube channel. Um, it was basically a cute little skit, uh, basically about them sitting in someone's apartment, uh, throwing shots at Joe pretty much about the hiding detergent. And Rory said, how can I get fired when I technically quit? And, you know, it's just a big mess. I'm very sad, you know, because Rory and Maul have, have been in Joe's life. Uh, on a lot of, you know, big occasions. I know Maul used to live with Joe. So, of course, you know, anything Joe was going through during that time, you know, Maul have seen it. And Rory, I feel much more bad for because Rory was there when um, Joe's youngest baby was born. Like, that's a true friend to be there while your baby is being born. That that really hurts me. Um, and now they have uh, Ish and ish and an ice i think that's that guy's name and they're okay they're not rory and maul like i've been listening to joe button since college since i was 20 years old walking through the halls trying to get from english 102 to um, astronomy class like that's how hard i go for joe button joe button is the reason why i started my own podcast and also with the motivation of some friends but i look up to joe button you know, broadcast-wise. Joe Budden has deals. Joe Budden has TV shows. Joe Budden has his own podcast network where he puts other people on. And I know that Joe is going through um, his, I guess, sexual accusations, sexual harassment accusations. Um, I don't hear a lot about that these days either, but um, I don't know. But I think that this Rory and Maul project is going to be good. Uh, it was very funny, their, their skit on YouTube. Um, Joe, I think that Joe, it's not going to be okay for Joe for a minute. I mean, fans do like that Ish and Ice guy. Ish and Ice. Is that the guy's name? Ice? I know of, of an Ice on the Joe Budden podcast, so I don't know. But um, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I was kind of very hurt about the whole thing. But if if it's about money, you know, that's that's kind of a thing that they need to work out. You know, I don't like when it comes to business, I'm still learning this business. So I, I can't really um, dictate and say, well, why can't they do this and go do this? And if they do that, you know, get lawyers and stuff, it'll hurt their friendship. But I, I think their friendship is hurt enough, I, that, in my opinion. But, um, yep. We have reached the end, the end, the end, the end of the show. Um, no, we have not because I have wonderful news to share with you guys. I have officially per uh, published another book. Uh, it's called The Meridian Dream. 
The Meridian Dream is about a young lady who grew up in the church. She returns home uh, to visit her mother that she thinks is sick, only to uh, put up with the antics of her overly religious father. Now, why did I choose uh, Meridian, Mississippi as a um, town for the next setting of my book? Uh, my grandmother was born in Meridian. It's very country down there. I <laughs> I never really liked going down there because it's just not my thing. Um, of course, as I stated in the book, you got two sides. You got the city where you can do your shopping, entertainment, all that stuff. But then you got your country. My great-grandmother lived in the country. So when we would go out there, your cell phone don't work. There's no Wi-Fi, nothing. So that's why the last time I went, me and my mama, we got a hotel room so we can enjoy the things we like that we have at home and not have to feel like we're going without. Um, you can purchase the book. It's on Amazon. Uh, just type in The Meridian Dream. Um, just uh, You could rate it. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, I really liked writing this book because it's not an Angela book. It's not an A.J. Townsend book. Um, I just needed a break from writing for those characters. I have more uh, projects with them coming up. Also, um, I'm looking into launching my YouTube channel. Um, just let me know of what uh, you want to see on my YouTube channel. Um, I I want to do like a, you know, just I don't want to do vlogs because my life is kind of hectic and I'll just always forget to kind of film. But like, you know, I'll do like cooking stuff. I'll show you some of my recipes, maybe uh, show you how I shop. I'll probably do like a trip to the thrift or whatever. Just let me know what you want to see. Um, my social media, you can follow me on my per my uh, personal, well, me, my social media account on Instagram, a-marie, son of Tom. You can follow the uh, official podcast Instagram page. That's where I post updates for our Instagram, our podcast where I updates for the books um Thompson and stuff official podcasts on instagram.com and uh you know you can follow me there uh the Q&As I hope to do that really soon I know I've been saying that for like six months uh, maybe I could do that for the YouTube uh channel but I'm gonna work that out with myself and other people and my team uh but thank y'all so much for listening I know this is probably gonna be a short one again I mean, I can never get to an hour because there's like not a lot to talk about. Because honestly, I, like I have a list in front of me, but just when I look at the list, I just cross off stuff. Like I wanted to talk about Vivica Fox on Vlad TV, um, but they're still releasing like parts of the interview, so I can't really talk about the whole thing. So maybe when the whole interview is released, I'll talk about it. And what else I wanted to talk about that I just crossed off this list. Um, <laughs> The Chick-fil-A sauce shortage, I mean, that kind of died down. I'm sure Chick-fil-A has a lot of sauce. Um, I got two Polynesian sauces in my refrigerator. $1,000 for anybody who wants it, I guess. <laughs> um, what else did I want to talk about that cost off the list? Um, Mother's Day, I didn't do anything. Well, I, did, I um, got my mom like some headphones, and I drove her around. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, that was so fun. Y'all should see my face when I said that was so fun. But um, other than that, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank y'all so much for listening. Um, I will be back soon. Y'all be safe out there. Wear your mask. Don't listen to what the CDC say unless you're fully vaccinated. But you got to have your uh, vaccination cards on deck. So I'll talk to y'all later. Okay, bye.